Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. No one can whistle a symphony. It takes a whole orchestra to play it. And that's a wonderful quote by H.E. Lucock. And today's episode is about getting help. So I thought that was a good quote uh, that to be as successful as you might hope to be, it's really hard to do it all by yourself. And I will admit, I have a hard time creating a team. So that's why I'm super excited to talk to virtual assistant queen, Holly Smith. <laughs> um, before we get started, I just want to send out some holiday love to everybody and let you know that first part of January, I am starting a group where we're going to focus and really get your sales system in place. You know, that's my superpower is helping you sell, sell, sell in a way that if you've been listening for a while, you become the trusted advisor. I just hired somebody to help me do a pantry, like a closet company and watching him work and build the confidence, the no like, and trust factor. Um, I'm just, he was a master at it and it didn't feel like he was selling me. And so anyway, I would love to help y'all with that. And so stay tuned for that. And one way to get on my email is go to lucydumascoaching.com, Lucy with an I, grab uh, one or both of the gifts and that'll get you um, so that you can be notified when it's time. Okay, enough about me. So my guest today is a lovely woman in somewhere in the UK. What city are you in, Holly? I'm in Manchester in the UK, recently moved. Manchester. And yeah. um, she is the founder of the Genie VA, meaning virtual assistant. It's a small team of assistants offering extensive administrative support, primarily, and this is awesome, to small wedding and elopement photographers across the US. She is a wedding and events coordinator turned VA, and now she turns her knowledge and time and talents into helping as many photographers as she can behind the scenes with those time-consuming tasks that will give you time to focus on your passion and spend time doing what allows your business to grow and get more money in your own pocket. <laughs> so welcome, 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 Holly. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Lucy. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. And I want to let the listeners know I have worked with virtual assistants and it is a very, like, I'm excited to offer Holly's expertise because I get asked so many things about this. When I'm coaching my clients, I'll be like, it's time for you to get help. And they'll say, where do I get help? And what do I need to know? And what do I ask? And so our lovely Ms. Smith is going to um, tell me what to say to people and you can listen in. How does that? 
<laughs> Sound fair. Okay. So um, what is a virtual assistant, first of all? So a virtual assistant is very much um, like the traditional like PA, um, like a personal assistant, but just virtually really. Um, so a PA might offer more um, traditional services like answering calls um, and emails and dealing with like face-to-face -face appointments and sort of maybe work on a reception or something like that. Um, whereas a virtual assistant kind of specializes more in online um, services. And as much as we kind of do those admin tasks like uh, email management and um, calendar management and things like that, we also do, um, you know, work with blogs and um, there's bits of social media and things that really, you know, as someone who's self-employed, as a photographer, you've got all these other um, things going on that are online that are back of house that you kind of didn't really sign up for you didn't really think about when you became um a photographer I know a lot of people have said that to me yeah yes I didn't know that running a photography business meant I was going to be running a business right yeah <laughs> so what kinds of things do virtual assistants do for photographers do you have a little specific you know not yeah, specifically what you do because I know what I've learned with the ones that I've had is different ones do different things. I currently have someone that is just an amazing writer. If you've been getting my newsletters and seen the show notes, you might think, hey, these are a lot better. And it's because I hired a VA writer, um, but there's so, so, so many things. So can you share some thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so virtual assistant really is a quite a broad term um, because like you said, there are so many that do different things. So um, some people are like a tech VA, so they'll um, deal with all the workflow systems. So um, if you've got an email uh, campaign, launches, say if you're an online course creator, you know, you've got all the launches, all the uh, links that, um, have to all link together um, mm -hmm. so very technical stuff um, then you've got like customer support VAs so they're very heavily focused on you know dealing with support inquiries that are coming through on emails some VAs do answer phone calls um, but it's it's just less common because it is virtual and you mm -hmm. know people are in different countries um, so I know if I took calls it would be very expensive um, and then you've got you've got real estate VAs, you've got bookkeeping, uh, some specialize in marketing and copywriting. Uh, so, yeah, there really is one for everything. Um, yeah. And some people will call themselves that. So they'll say I'm a copywriter or I'm a social media manager. And then others will say, oh, I'm a VA that specializes in X, Y and Z. And. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just important really finding out what it is that they specialize in. Right. And what I've, thank you for that. I'm keeping a little list I'm going to review at the end. Um, but I found also that some people say that they do like everything. And in my experience, they, they are like to, to think I'm going to hire one person and she or he is like 
I don't know, like an angel from heaven that's just going to take everything off my plate. Um, do you think that's a realistic thought? Uh, <laughs> everything. In, in, my, in my opinion, <laughs> and from, from experience, when I first started, I tried to do everything and it's just not, it's, it's not realistic. Uh, I, I think there's probably some people out there who will disagree with me. Um, but I found it very difficult trying to do a huge range of different tasks. And actually, like all of us, we've all got our own areas of strength and knowledge and, you know, trying to have, you know, basic skills in every single thing is not necessarily as valuable as having really good skills and being really good at one particular right. thing or a collection of, um, you know, categories to really target people specifically um, and offer them that specific service. Great. Yeah. Another one. Thank you. Another one that came up is always needed, which is editing. So virtual assistant editors are um, probably one of those first things that, that can really change somebody's life. But if they're not ready to give that up, then having somebody do all the other things makes it less frustrating. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, definitely. Um, editing is something that's really interesting to me. I I don't know how to do it. I'm not going to say I pretend that I know how to, um, but it's something I've definitely seen a need for. Um, but also one of the things that photographers understandably don't necessarily want to give up because it's, you know, very close to their heart because it's their work um so yeah totally understand that um so when do you know it's time to hire a virtual assistant I think oh that's a that's a tricky and interesting question um I think when you feel burnt out and when you feel like actually you've looked at your business goals and you're nowhere near them and you're not even taking steps towards them because actually you don't have time and you don't have the energy and you don't have the drive. Um, I know some people have lost their, you know, spark in their business because they resent it because they've just got no time to themselves and they feel, you know, stuck in a rut or um, not, not moving forward. And I think that's probably one of the biggest ones is when you realize that, you're spending too much time in your business rather than on it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. I, I would suggest, and I'm sure you probably um, are not going to be like, no, you have to wait till you burn out. <laughs> but <laughs> that when you feel the overwhelm that yes. can lead to the burnout, like my hope for you who are listening is that, that, um, that step that she mentioned where you're realizing you're you've got all kinds of ideas but you're not accomplishing what you want or you don't have time to to do the things that are going to grow your business and i get overwhelmed easily and so like with my podcast um somebody that helps me with those things that create some anxiety because i'm not doing them and i know they'll help like this new writer that I have. <laughs> Does that make sense? Am I, am I kind of? Yes. In the target yeah. I, th I think 
as well, that leads to, um, you know, how to start working with a virtual assistant, because actually, if you've already reached the point where you're burnt out and you've got no time and you're just completely swamped with everything, that might not actually be the best time to hire mm-hmm. a virtual assistant because it, it's actually a bit of work to start working with someone because you've got to explain to them, you've got to spend time with them um, to explain what you want and what you need and what your business is about. And if you've already reached that point of complete burnout and stress, then it's it's going to be, it's going to feel like an even bigger stress having to then explain to someone else what you need um so I think I think catching it before then like you said is is probably a a good idea Mm -hmm. I I would even know since um you know if I could have things to do over in my life that I would start out from the jump um knowing that I wanted somebody to help me with certain things so there's a um one of my coaches he has this list that he has his clients make called the cake and cringe pyramid. Have you ever heard of that, Holly? No, I haven't, but I'm intrigued. Okay. So imagine a tall, skinny pyramid, like a dunce cap. Did they say, okay. it? is it in yeah. the UK? UK, it's a dunce <laughs> yeah, cap? Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> you throw your trash in a barrel and we throw it in a trash can, but we have dunce caps in both countries, right? So yeah. you, so you draw this pyramid tall and skinny and then you put two lines and the top section is things that need to be done that create money have or have high value the middle is things that need to be done that have middle value and the bottom is things that need to be done that could or could not be that important small medium large And then on one side, it's your cake, which is the things that are delicious for you to do. And the other is the cringe, things you know need to get done. And the thought of doing them makes you cringe, right? And then you, so you list all the things in a business that need to get done and then you place them on the pyramid. And then you look at, okay, so this is super important, but it's over on my cringe thing. I don't really like to do that. So that's where a virtual assistant could come in, like having other people do the cringe things as much as possible, and especially the ones that make you money. So you can do the things that are delicious. So um, did you get a picture of that? It's hard to, I'm yeah, I like, I- like like hand signals drawing this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining it, don't worry. Yes, yes. Um, so. No, I think that's great. I think that's really, and it's it's so true. And I've done it myself. I like I hate doing my social media. I really struggle with it. And it took me so long to actually reach out to a social media manager and just say, please take this off my hands. And you know, I should have done it sooner because you know, you spend so much time as well on these tasks that make you cringe. And it's like, why? (laughs) You don't need to. Um, And even though it is an investment, you kind of think, well, actually, if it moves my business forward, then you're going to make that money back or you're going to have more time to do things that make you happy rather Mm -hmm. than dread. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Peace of mind. I mean, it's bothered me you know, the getting my show notes written and the desire to send out 
news net, newsletter announcements of each show, you know, maybe it doesn't change my world, but it gives me that piece of my, like that less anxiety that getting those shoulds, because uh, I can spend all day writing one email and ain't nobody mm. got time for that. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. um, how do we start working with one? We touched on that. And then I jumped back to the, when is it in time? So how do we, how do we start working with a virtual assistant? So that one is, there's lots of different answers to it, but I'm going to explain the one that I know. Um, so the first thing I'd recommend doing is like, you've just said about the, the pyramid, the dunce cack, um, identifying those tasks and seeing whether or not they kind of collect within a certain group so for example writing you might not like doing those tasks or emailing you might hate emailing and there's all sorts of things like linked to it for example and if you can kind of put a few tasks into a group um, and you know collectively think okay there's one person who might specialize in this area um, you can then kind of put, although we're independent contractors, you can kind of put a job position, a job description out there. Um, there's lots of Facebook groups that you can go into and post into. Um, there's your website. So putting a landing page on your website and, um, you know, advertising the position on your own social medias and saying, oh, you know, head to my website, links in the bio. And people can go and apply on your website and read about you and read the tasks you're looking for. And um, you could put together a Google form or a type form asking for specific things like what time zone they're in, what uh, software they're familiar with, um, their location and all of that. So you can find out that basic information mm. before having to like jump on a call with someone and spend a lot of time on it. So, um, so I like yeah. this. I want to write it down. Time zone specialty. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. And um, platforms that they're oh, familiar platforms. with as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, maybe a recent testimonial. I always love reading testimonials. I think they're a good um, reflection. <laughs> Whenever I'm looking for somewhere for dinner, it's, uh, it's reading the reviews to right. see if it's a good place. <laughs> And if they have a website or other thing like yes, Instagram, yeah, to link those. Yes, I I did a search. Um, there was somebody uh, that I was recommended to, and she was not available uh, from for podcast management. And so she posted with my permission the job on a group that she's in. That's just virtual assistants. And I got like 50 applicants and I learned yeah. so much. First of all, I learned so much about, or I noticed that the things that I'm teaching my coaching clients, I should be also teaching these virtual assistants <laughs> because there were some were just stellar in the way that they responded. And they gave me all that, you know, friendliness. They had a website, they had what I needed to be interested in them and then some just wrote like a little flat run-on sentence you know mm -hmm. that um putting our best foot forward whatever we're selling 
um, is important. And so um, looking for a virtual assistant that has those skills, am I making any sense? Yeah. I get babbling <laughs> and then I'm like, am I making sense? Anyway, but I like the idea. I like your idea of sending the form because that helps narrow down. Yes, it, it massively does. And when I was looking for team members to join me, uh, I did a form and I also posted in a Facebook group that was just full of virtual assistants. And the difference in applications that I got were incredible. It was mm-hmm. it was shocking. Um, some people were just so great and others were just completely, you know, they left questions blank. Um, you know just didn't give me any kind of personality at all and I just thought what was the point of you uh, even sending this response so and I've never hired anyone before as it like as in working with me so it was a it was a learning curve but yeah. it was really interesting so yeah yeah so what I'm hearing in that is that there's not like some magic like is there where else would you look for a virtual assistant I guess would be um, that that, there are freelancing sites um, like Fiverr and Upwork and Cloud Peeps, I think is one, um, which I started on very early days, but very quickly came off them because um, there were quite a lot of spam, um, false things on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually it felt quite impersonal. I much prefer connecting with people, you know, on social media and on podcasts and things like that. So uh, other than those, you know, freelancing sites and, and Facebook groups and your website, I think that's that's really um, it because mm-hmm. normally if it's a traditional job, you could put it in the paper or something. Right. But with this, it's kind of all, all the online platforms. Uh, LinkedIn uh, is a good one for, because you can actually have it, you can post it as a job. Um, right on LinkedIn mm-hmm. uh, so that could be another another method and maybe a search on LinkedIn under virtual yes. assistance so exactly. I posted um a, an ad in freelancer no it was Upwork and they sent like seven or eight people they thought were a fit and then mm-hmm. I interviewed people and found somebody that um She's really good at doing landing pages and uh, that when you're saying the linking everything together, so campaigns. Um, So I was pretty successful, but I found that someone that's overseas is a little bit of a challenge for me because I need to be able to have some one-on-one conversation and uh, not do everything just through social media and emails and things. So yeah, finding the right one for our own personal style. Um, yeah, it is a, it is a job. Um, so, uh, I know that you are big at helping people have mindset shifts that we may need to make before we outsource and, and that resistance. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I think, I think it's really, um, I think everyone has it. I, I know I've had it and I know loads of other people <laughs> who have had it. Um, and I think I think it's also a bit of imposter syndrome as well um, because you think, oh, I'm, 
hiring someone or I'm looking to hire someone, you know, who do I think I am? I should just be doing it myself. Yeah. Um, and that, that was a big one for me. I thought, God, who do I think I am? And, but actually that's, that, that's the thing. If you're running a business, you've kind of got to, you've got to find people that will do things for you. Um, and you definitely can't do everything. Um, and that's another mindset issue. People that believe that they should be doing everything themselves, that they don't need help, um, that anyone else would never understand their business or would never be able to do a good job. Um, I mean, it is scary. It's completely, I understand that definitely when people are scared to outsource. Um, but you just, without trying, you won't know. And I think also I know myself when I talk to someone I get a gut feeling about them almost immediately um like one of my team members I the minute I got on the call with her I I knew right then and now I want you to work with me um and it's I get that feeling a, a lot um when it when it happens it's obvious um but no mindset issues I think are a big one and there will be resistance with everything because it's change uh and change is always a big problem for a lot of mm. people um mm. and why do you just, think that is oh it's just uncomfortable isn't it <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm i'm bad for for change um but i recently read um jen oh what's her surname sincero i think yes um, you're a badass you are a badass yeah <laughs> Oh, and it just changed my whole perspective because she oh. said, oh, you know, anytime you want to do something, your body, everything about you will resist it and make you go back to your safe, you know, familiarity. Uh, it will. And you have to accept it and you just have to keep going and keep pushing. And oh, it was brilliant. I loved that book. <laughs> OK, uh, I have another hot tip for you then. You ready for okay. the next book that's going to change your life? Yeah. It's I've got called... my pen ready. <laughs> okay. You ready, everybody? It's called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield or Pressman. Don't accidentally buy The Art of War, which I did. <laughs> that's like a <laughs> thousand year old Chinese <laughs> classic. <laughs> but The War of Art mm. and the core of it is about resistance. And I was listening to it, driving up to meet my sister for a vacation. And it, it was perfect because once you get ready for vacation and you don't have distractions, you're not checking Facebook while you're listening to something, you know, it's just driving and listening. And it was like one of those, the sky opened and I heard angels singing, ah, oh, this has been your problem. <laughs> And um, yeah, so I, he, he's got keys that I'm not thinking of right now, <laughs> but, yeah. but that resistance, I thought it was something unique to me. Like if I, if I would have, cause honestly, Holly, one of my challenges in my business has been creating a team. And if I'd created more of a team, uh, pre-digital um, but helping me in the business especially in the marketing aspect that's that's an area that 
uh, like my superpower is sales and photography and building relationships and sales is, is something that doesn't come super naturally to me. So I could be so stinking rich by now if I had <laughs> done whatever it took in my 39 years in this business. Um, you know, I'm fine. I'm great. I've been profitable and full-time, but getting help on all levels. I don't know if it's an artist thing, if it's the way people are raised. I'm a recovering perfectionist. So here I am, true confessions to Miss Holly Smith, virtual assistant. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was me. And then reading this book, The War of Art, and it's not just about it's not just for artists, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, oh, everybody's got yeah. this going on inside of them. Because, you know, what goes on inside of us, no one else hears, right? <laughs> well, exactly. And I think that's so, thank you for the recommendation. Um, I think books are so, are so powerful because you see how many people have bought it and you see the reviews as well. Here I am talking about reviews again. Um, mm -hmm. And you realise how many people it's helped and you realise that you're not alone and that you're not the only one that's thinking that way and uh, feeling that resistance. So I completely, I had that feeling when I read um, You Are a Badass as well. Mm -hmm. And I actually... Um... Having read that, I was in a time when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do at this point in my career, and I kept being pulled to be also supporting other photographers, and that book was huge, the You're a Badass. Sorry about the bad word. <laughs> Not really. Um, and that I, I like her recording is a little bit different. She's got a I don't think it's a direct uh, read of it. So both her audio and the book were life-changing for me. And it sounds like for you as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, I know people always ask me, what is what kind of pricing can you expect? And it's the same question in photography that, you know, the answer, there's not like a straight answer so is there do you want to address that at all yeah sure um i think that the most obvious the biggest significant difference is where they're based um there's there's virtual assistants online offering services from two dollars an hour um which is really sad, um, but it's common. Uh, so a lot of people in um, Southeast Asia and the Philippines and things like that, they they offer services for, you know, as little as two, $2 an hour. Um, and I have actually spoken to a few VAs in the Philippines um, when I was looking for, for team members. And I definitely was not going to pay them $2 an hour because I think if, other people are being paid that amount then and you're doing the same job why would I pay you any less mm -hmm. um <laughs> but that's just that's just a personal preference with that um but in America I know that the average sort of um hourly rate is sort of between 30 and 60 dollars mm -hmm. uh depending on kind of like what services what specialty that they are um and in the UK it's sort of between 27 and 50 pounds I think so I think our conversion rate is um, about the same 
yeah so it, yeah it massively depends uh on location their experience the demand as well so um i know i put my prices up when i got busier because i was running out of space right. <laughs> uh, and also i had had really good um you know feedback and things and I just I had a coach uh, who I'm still working with now I think um, coaches are so important uh, to business uh, and personal success actually mm-hmm. um, but that's a whole different <laughs> story right. um, and she sort of said you know at some point you do put your prices up and the better you get you know same as photographers the mm-hmm. better reputation the more weddings they work the more things they do you know they their prices do go up so I think it's the same with uh a lot of industries really with with pricing right it if people do their analysis of what they actually need to charge to earn the living and the income that they want and um so it's you know it's that finding the sweet spot um finding the clients that will pay what we need. Yeah. So uh, my mind just drifted just a little bit because what you said, there was so much richness to it. It was like, oh, that's the next question. Next thought. Okay. So <laughs> the one that I had about talking about, oh, 30 to $60 an hour. So one of the things I do, um, and this might be a little tip for you, Holly, on helping people decide whether it's time and they can budget for it. I help analyze what your time is worth. So for most photographers, it can be in the kind of beginning stages, 200 to $400 an hour. When we're working photographers getting paid a basically a living wage, um, our time is two to $400 an hour. So even if I'm paying someone $60 an hour to do whatever it is they do for me that I might be doing for myself, I've actually made a profit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I, I always start with a real life assistant with people, which is to get a freaking housekeeper. Nobody yeah. needs to waste their time cleaning unless it's a meditation for you which it isn't for me but I know people that washing the dishes is is you know they would never pay somebody to do that because they enjoy it but um I love when I hear the vacuum running and I know I'm gonna have this really nice clean house and I'm not taking half of a day to do it I'm busy doing the work that brings in the money. So everyone needs that kind of help. That's (laughs) great. If someone could do it virtually. So then what do you think would be like (laughs) then the next? Okay. So the first recommendation, let someone else clean your house or (laughs) get, get a spouse or a life partner or a roommate that loves to clean houses. (laughs) There's that. So what do you think would be the next question for like your specialty is photographers that are doing primarily weddings and events, elopements, things like that. So what do you think would be the first virtual need 
uh, that you experience with your photography clients? I think a lot of them, a lot of leads that I've had have been looking for social media. Um, And I understand that there's, everyone's looking for social media. Every person that's self-employed is looking for social media because that's how they kind of get themselves out there. Um, So that's a big one. That's a big service that people are after. I always refer them to someone else because we don't offer social media, uh, partly because I can't even face doing my own. Right. And emails is another one. Um, A lot of photographers, you know, they're they're out all day shooting and then they come home to um, uh, an inbox full of emails and inquiries Mm -hmm. and questionnaires and timelines and so actually it's never it's just never ending um Mm -hmm. and really as well with shoots and weddings you know you've got to travel there and then it's like a 10 to 12 hour day you got to get back and you want to reply especially to new inquiries you know that brides especially they want an answer immediately mm-hmm. um, because they're excited and want to plan and so inquiries actually you you want to reply to pretty quickly um, to keep them warm and on their toes and ready to sort of speak to you and find out more information mm-hmm. um, and then blogging as well um, keeping up with blogging and marketing on their website that's another one um, that a lot of photographers are asking for mm-hmm. and then editing as well yes <laughs> culling and editing and things um I, I've had less of that as a request but I know that that's something that takes up a lot of time right I that's usually the second thing um d- depending on what somebody is up to and what stage they're in in their business um but to outsource the chunk of it that takes too much time that um, someone like I've been surprised when I've, I've analyzed someone's editing process that they're spending like two days when it could take two hours on certain things. And a virtual assistant is going to have efficient, you know, unless they're trying to scam you and, (laughs) open each one in photoshop but a a real good editor assistant is going to do it more efficiently as would somebody doing social media like i can i can post in facebook but a social media person can do it faster knows how to automate things so that um yeah everything like yeah. Hiring someone with expertise means not only they're going to do it, they're going to do it better and faster. Do you agree with that? Exactly. And also do things you didn't even know you should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I when I first started working with my social media manager, she was showing me things and I just thought, oh my gosh, I had no idea that I was meant to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it is, it's incredible how specialized people are that they are. It's so true about the zone of genius and, you know, you each have your own zone. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right. And things, things we can learn, things we don't want to learn. I, one of yeah. my friends who's in Washington, D.C., he has n- no Photoshop skill. He has never 
edited and he brings in, I don't know, half a million dollars a year in photography. So wow. he just doesn't have an interest. He wants to shoot. He's great at sales. They obviously know how to market if they're <laughs> getting that much. So doing those things that, that, that we're good at and letting other people do that. Also, people need work. So it's contributing to the world, right? When we hire oh, somebody exactly. to do anything. Yeah, that's circulation. So what else, what else, what else? Any, any other, um, you know, it's such a great topic. And so <laughs> what have I left out or what have I not asked you? One good question that I've um, had asked me before <laughs> is uh -huh. um, what, how you know if it's the right uh, person. So right. when you start working with someone, how how you know if it's going to work and if if they are you know doing what you want them to do um and I think that's an important thing as well because you might not really if you've never outsourced before then you're not going to know what you should be paying attention to um and I, I just thought some tips on that would be um, yeah handy as well okay let's um hear yeah, so um, communication um, and responsiveness, I think, is a very key one because I've heard people have uh, bad experience with virtual assistants before where they just ghost them and they don't reply for days. And I just think that that's, I don't think there's any excuse for that really, unless there was a medical, you know, there was an emergency or something. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, responsiveness and communication, um, whether they're using their initiative as well. I always think that's a nice bonus. Um, if someone's kind of coming up with ideas and suggestions and showing an interest in your business and not just kind of doing it because you're paying them to do it, um, but actually being kind of a cheerleader in a way, like supporting your business and being interested and invested in you as well right um I, I think that's that's a good quality uh -huh. um and then also completing the tasks to the right standard as well um and I think there are things you can do to help this so um for example I've had a client before who created a library of um, short videos of tasks that she wanted me to take over uh, and she'd just do a two to three minute video on each task um, you know name them <laughs> and sort of be like oh this is how you do this task and once I watched them and you had to do them you know you never have to do them again um, but it's there for reference and it leaves no space for confusion or mistakes really I know everyone does make mistakes but with a video literally explaining and showing you how to do something mm. it's you know they should be able to complete the tasks to the right standards so as they'd say in the uk brilliant <laughs> <laughs> exactly that is yeah. our, what's his name hugh grant didn't he say brilliant a lot i think so um he does say, <laughs> yeah i think he does say brilliant a lot <laughs> so oh, yeah i love that it's like a video manual <laughs> Um, yes and, and even it's a physical, amazing yeah even a physical manual for mm -hmm. I'd be more apt to create 
a physical manual for some things um, yeah. with any business I recommend that you create a manual to outsource like when I had um, people coming in to work with me in the flesh I had a book and each page was like how do you number the photographs how do you uh, frame how do you you know whatever yeah it was amazing. And then we built this manual. So I love that an add-on to that would be a video manual. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Communication and responsiveness that they use their intuition and take some ownership in the business. I mean, I, when I'm coaching people, I sometimes have to remind myself that it's not my business because I get so invested and so excited when people succeed that it's as if it's happening to me. And so I absolutely want a virtual assistant that takes pleasure in supporting me and, and feels, feels the pleasure that it's, they're part of my team and that it's not just money. Um, yeah. And, and then, so what other, how do you know if it's a fit? Um, so I think trust is a big one. I, I think that kind of goes hand in hand with the other things, really. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, going back to, you know, peace of mind, I think you need to make sure you trust them um, and that you can rely on them for certain things. If you say, oh, look, I really, um, you know, need your help with this or can you get this done by Friday, you know, that you know that you can count on them to um, deliver. And final one, I think, is that they're open to learning. So if there's something that you would like to start um, outsourcing to them, and it's something they will be open to learning. I mean, I think there's there's situations, depending on what the task is, if it's really specialised, it might be a bit difficult. But you know, open to kind of saying, oh, yeah, I'm willing to give it a try or um, mm -hmm. something like that instead of just, no, I don't offer that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. I think people are going to um, be so grateful listening to this. You are listeners, aren't you? I can tell right now. <laughs> so I know that you have a special offer for a limited number of listeners. Um, and it's, you're offering eight free workflow analysis consultations, yes. which is $150 value. Can you tell us briefly what that would be and how they would uh, apply for that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so for CRM systems like HoneyBook or Dubsado, uh, we would basically go in and analyze your workflow and how you're kind of operating from the minute a inquiry comes in to the end of the workflow to when you know you've delivered their gallery and everything and their past clients your whole um, workflow and basically make suggestions and uh, look through the templates and kind of make um, some pointers or give you some advice on what you could change to make it more streamlined, um, more effective, and um, sometimes more personable. Sometimes templates can be a bit robotic. Um, and I think 
having personality into your emails is very important. Oh. Um, so yeah. if, if someone that that's amazing, if someone doesn't have a CRM, because honestly, that's one of the things that a virtual assistant can be really helpful with is helping you set it up and then manage it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so can you do a workflow? Um, could this include for people that don't have a client retention management system? Um, can you yeah, do a workflow I think analysis of what they're actually doing or give them? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Right? I think as, as long as they know, kind of what they're doing if they say oh well normally it comes in through here and then I do this and um then yeah we can definitely look at that I think the only struggle would be if they kind of said oh I just go with the flow yeah <laughs> that would be difficult to uh, okay <laughs> to analyze that yeah um, but yeah if, um to apply for that to just um send me an email um and let them know that they found me through you um and just subject line maybe apply um that would be that would be handy just let okay. me know and so your email is what it's um hello at the um so that's on my website as well so if or instagram anywhere you can message me great so genie va i i was yeah. reading it genevia <laughs> so it's yeah. genevia or genieva.com yeah. i love it i love it so yeah. one last question um either is there something that you haven't shared that you'd be like oh i should have included that or some kind of a final wrap-up you know words to live by <laughs> in the va world or something to to ponder before we uh, log off together yeah definitely uh, I think uh, a final bit of advice maybe um, would just be really clear about what you'd like to outsource and what your goals are like why why do you want to outsource those tasks where are they going to lead you um, and to be clear on your goals so that you can share that um, because that's really important to us to know where you're wanting to be and what's stopping you from getting there um, and those tasks that really just are wasting your time um, so you know if you're not clear about this how can someone else be um, and planning ahead I think is important as well um, thinking about how it's going to work before you start asking loads of people for VA recommendations um, to plan ahead of how you're going to work together great um yeah yeah and you've given us a lot of thoughts um that i think can help people kind of think up what they need um so thank you for all of those goodies and um just want to remind people to stay tuned for my summary i have a lot of notes so it's either going to be long or i'm going to just simplify it <laughs> because this was a really content rich conversation and I appreciate it so much, Holly. Thank you for reaching out and offering to be on the show. It means a lot that um, you're willing to um, help people have their businesses and their lives be much more what they want um, 
from sharing your wisdom. So much appreciated. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. So I really love that conversation with Holly Smith. And I have a sneaking suspicion that you've got some really good information on how to make your life easier and more successful, actually. So we talked about the definition of a virtual assistant. And she said, it's like a personal assistant, but online. So it's basically someone helping us do things that could make our businesses better, give us more peace of mind, buy us more time to do the things that we love to do. She said some virtual assistants can help us with workflow or tech uh, issues, bookkeeping, marketing, writing, social media, editing, all kinds of things that um, either you're not great at or you don't want to take the time to do. I asked her when it's time to hire. And at first we talked about if you're feeling burned out or you're losing your drive or you're stuck in a rut, and that's definitely way time to do it. But if we can put things in place before when we're, when we're having some overwhelm or even just thinking of how to run our business better, it can be time. Like you can open your business and hire a virtual assistant immediately. No problem with that. Okay. And then I asked her how we start working with one. And she said, first, you want to identify the tasks and kind of group them. And then you can put a job description out there with those tasks. And there's different places, social media, Facebook groups, um, you can make a Google form where you have a questionnaire for people to fill out. There's freelancer sites like Upwork, Freelance, uh, what's that other one? Fiverr, uh, different places that you can post. And then we talked about the mindset, the what holds us back from getting help. And we talked about the issue of resistance that she shared, even the imposter syndrome, like who am I to think I can, you know, be professional enough to hire somebody um, or that fear that no one can do it right or as good as us. I, I can, I can admit I have challenge of, challenges with that and um, just change is always hard. So couple of good books we talked about, The War of Art and Jan Sincero's You're a Badass can help with that. And then we talked about um, some pricing ranges and how to think about pricing and other things that we can hire people to do. And then she shared, this was really helpful, how you know if it's a fit. And if you've got good communication, if the person is responsive, if they show an interest in your business and they show initiative, if they complete tasks to your standards, and then the brilliant idea of creating a library of short videos or documents, but the, the video library about how to do things, I think is an awesome idea. And are they trustworthy? Are they reliable? And are they open to learning? So all such good stuff. And 
I'm going to say there isn't so far, I haven't found like the perfect one. Um, but I definitely have found that getting support from people, not only have they helped me in my business, but I've learned a lot from working with virtual assistants because they know things I don't. And so everyone that I have worked with over the years has put me a little bit ahead in terms of my understanding of internet and software and how to do, do some stuff. <laughs> so, uh, so looking forward to seeing y'all next week. And until then, have a good one. Bye now. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.